this morning requested to talk through some guidelines on sitting form which I kind of intend to take for granted but um, just to check in with that Buddha's instructions are very simple, it's sitting at the root of a tree, spine erect. In a culture where almost no chairs, people would just born, grow, sitting on the ground. <laughs> and uh, so this gives tremendous um, uh, intelligence to the sitting form really the base of it, and we get the base of it right, is the whole pelvic girdle and uh, how the spine rises from the pelvic floor. So using the angle of the legs to form a, a wide basis. So if sitting on a chair, you keep your legs spread. Several reasons for that. One is just that sense of the support of the thighs coming into that, you know, from the knees on up to the top of the thighs, you're feeling that. And the other is to keep the pelvic floor, the perineum open, which is uh, pretty crucial to get the proper breathing uh, process going. So a couple of points, when we're sitting, you don't actually sit on the big fleshy buttock muscles, the glutes, they're really for power. And so you angle your body so you're sitting on the bony flanges on the bottom of the pelvis, so you can rock a little bit, just like when we're standing on our feet, we rock. You feel the hard area. It's the hard area that should be carrying the weight, not the soft area. So like a little couple of ridges. Uh, so you can rock backwards and forwards a little. Uh, main thing is not to sit on the on the fleshy aspect, because then the, you don't get any support. The rest of the posture collapses or is strained. The balance is in uh, coming onto the sitting bones. And if you get a sense of those, and relaxing your thighs, so they are whatever you do with your knees, Thighs should be relaxed onto the ground or the surface beneath you. So that there's no tension in the, in the legs. This tension will register right across the pelvic floor. So if we're almost unwilling to sit, the body's not really sitting. So it should be that complete relaxation in the thighs open in the pelvic floor 
if you feel your way between the, the uh, sitting bones from one side to the other, the under arch behind the genitals, you can find that that's the midpoint. And it's, not a, it's not a bone, it's a soft, uh, there's a sphincter, or a soft quality there, and essentially a membrane or a, a diaphragm. And this uh, relationship between the upper diaphragm, which is the one we know a lot about, which is under the rib cage, and the lower diaphragm, which is between the legs, is such that if you come into from that baseline to the lower belly, the aim is to open the ball of the belly so that the breathing can be deeply centered and the energy of the breathing can flow down through the legs. So you want to keep that openness in the very base of the body. you take a long and steady determined out breath the upper diaphragm you can feel that that rises into the chest if you do contemplate that you'll also notice if you're getting the position right the diaphragm between the legs when you breathe out is activated Actually, it distends downwards, so it's minimal movement, but the, the sense of that, that lower diaphragm almost dropping down or pulling down. So the ball opens in both directions, up and down. The out-breath. In-breath, when that occurs, the upper diaphragm drops down or draws down and the lower diaphragm draws up. You're getting a feeling for that. So you want to angle your body in such a way that those two diaphragms can respond to each other. You can squeeze the lower diaphragm if you're not quite clear what, what, you know, what that's about. You'll find if you deliberately squeeze a little, you're going to get some energy run down your legs. But obviously, this is just to almost like to highlight the area. this lower ball um, acts as the um, centering around which the 
rest of the body is balanced. Otherwise we tend to put the weight onto the spine and the tail and you get a certain amount of pressure building up between the sacrum and the lumbar discs and that's not good. Or drawing the, the lower back in in a taut arch which is also isn't good, it strains the system. So it's not a power thing where you're pushing down or arching your back strongly in to lift your chest. It's actually subtler than that, it's quieter, softer than that. So using the, the system of the two diaphragms above each other, you feel the ball actually supports the body which is the beginning of the breath column and as we cultivate particularly breath meditation then the breathing itself acts as the subtle spine takes the weight off the muscles And so as you're contemplating that lower ball, um, it clearly, obviously, it swells forward, it swells upwards, it also swells back. It doesn't move very far, you've got the sheet of the bones, but there's a certain sense of a subtle pushing pressure in the lower back. This then completes the circuit because the upper diaphragm uh, is sheep, but it's angled diagonally, so it, it's, its ends trail down the spine and connect the, to the, um, the perineum. So all this is quite sensitive. The system is there to operate without us thinking about it. So it's it's pretty, pretty tuned in. Mm. And these areas know each other and the connections know each other. So when when they do connect down the back from the upper diaphragm, trailing down the spine, Connecting to the lower diaphragm. Then the upper diaphragm isn't doing all the work. It makes the breath much gentler. But it's still, it's a full breath. Because the the ball is... uh, this, this connection between the two diaphragms regulates the breathing in a nice comfortable way 
when it's disconnected, the upper diaphragm tends to do all the work and you get a certain uh, tightness or limitation in the breath because it shouldn't do all the work. Ideally, it becomes quite quiet. And relaxed. And this is important because all the connective fascia tissues around the chest are connected to that diaphragm, the upper diaphragm. So if that's tight, so the plexus is tight, then the chest doesn't really fully open. It's in uh, armoured mode or compressed mode like a corset so letting those breathing out deeply and you're going playing with it inhalation inhalation the upper diaphragm Descends, lower diaphragm draws up, activates. Mm. Long out breath. And long in breath, allowing the in breath to happen by itself. Because the connection to the two diaphragms is along the spine, breathing activates the spine. I don't mean the bones, but the spinal energy is gently warmed. And you're kind of waiting for that to a sense of the, the spine, that area, lumbar spine feels some that area feels a little more bright. So energy that can then gradually rise along the spinal meridians. As we're standing, the arms are slightly away from the sides of the body, so we're not, not unconsciously uh, encasing the chest. Again, the system, it's an automatic system, if it's all connected, that is, 
this diaphragm, the upper diaphragm signal, uh, and um, signal to the chest muscles, intercostals, around the ribs to loosen and open up. So most of the movement in the chest should be um, sideways or lateral expansion rather than lifting upward. Beginning with the base, base of the lungs, base of the chest. The lungs, they're just sacs to receive the air. They don't, you don't actually pull anything in. in that sucking air in. The chest expands from the lower ribs, which are floating floating ribs. Which are around the diaphragm. Give yourself time to explore that midriff region. Filling from the base of the chest, base of the lungs upwards, expanding and slowing it down. If we slow down, if we without struggling too much, but remind ourselves to allow a, a slow filling rather than gulp or draw breath in. The motor is in the lower ball. That's where the engine is, if you like, of breathing, abdominal breathing. The rest of the body is much more receptive to that. And, and signaling. And so as we're sitting, it's also giving that um, checking around the body We feel unconstrained. Safe space, connecting to space. External, aware externally of the breathing process. How it's affected by the space around, which of course is a little more than uh, not a vacuum. It's an energetic space. Body's energies extend beyond the physicality and this can contain signals. Signals of withdrawal or holding tight or defending or anything. So we want to really check that energetic space around the body and welcoming all the time in the world, welcome, no hurry, safe, unobstructed, unintruded upon.
really emphasize avoid drawing air in through your face, nose mm-hmm. and if you're finding your breath feels irregular try and check this lower abdominal region to you however you subtly angle your body relaxing your legs mm-hmm. connect to the lower diaphragm between the legs so that ball can do the work or it's the energy center for the breathing for the action of breathing and the chest is receptive Again, this is kind of a changeover because uh, conventionally speaking we tend to be upper body active. Now we want to be lower bodies doing the action, subtle action of breathing, upper body receptive. Around the chest, plenty of space. And then coming into the arm sockets where the arms join the body going into that uh, region opening and you may need to draw your shoulder blades in a little Follow the the movement of the um, breathing in the chest, drawing the shoulder blades in, so the back and the front are connected. Contemplate that lateral band above the breasts, between the arms, which crosses the throat notch, widening. the tendency to have a bit of a hunch in the back, hump stooped over. Uh, This does take a little bit of persistence. But you want to drop your shoulders, lengthen the arms down. Uh, 
imagining the hands carrying weight, if you like, just to get the arms to lengthen down. So the sockets are more open. And you contemplate the line, this V line between the sternum and the arm sockets. Diagonal. So if it's nice and open, your the throat will feel spacious. And in the this body memory of shock, then this whole area can closes. Get the shell in the back, we get the closure across the chest, also associated with repressing emotion. It's the inability to express what's felt. Closing. And so there's all kinds of you know, psychological signals that get embodied. And we're just working on if we can get the expansion chest to be receptive, soft, and the base on up, expanding through the ribs. And feeling uh, as the chest softens, the energy can travel up the spine more freely. It's no longer tightened. And all these bits. You get the chest opening like a barrel, the breathing backwards, sideways, forwards. Chest doesn't really rise. But there can be a, a rising energy in the spine and also um, between the sternum and the tops of the arms. And gladness, this is a joyful. Energy. As uh, you know, heart is opened and the throat is open. Contemplating the neck throat region externally, removing a scarf or a 
something wrapped around it. And uh, the chin isn't guarding it. Where the floor of the mouth, the underneath the chin, Also supports the the relaxation around the throat. Supports the the neck or the neck bones or the, the energy moving from the torso up into base of the skull. We just give some attention to the the upper spine from the, between the shoulder blades on up. And uh, once again, the chest is open, the shoulder blades are drawn or not, or fairly flat against the back. And the point between the shoulder blades is connected to the sternum. So we come into the lower head and uh, you can feel breathing, some sign of warmth or flow coming up your throat. This is good. Keep uh, opening there and relaxing. Where the other place where the throat is constricted is right at the top, the swallow point and the root of the tongue where we choke where we don't say something <laughs> you know we bite our lip as it were and so releasing the root of the tongue so the tongue reclines tongue tip may turn up but the most important point is that the base of the tongue relaxes it's like you have a very large ball in the cave of the mouth. Open cave, the cave floor. Easily connecting throat open. This lies underneath the, the center of the head. Mm. Mm. 
and the head should balance. So we uh, are around this point. So it's where the, the ears, the nose and the mouth all connect. The inner chambers all connect at this particular area. And to, to uh, prioritize that that uh, zone in the head, we need to release the face mask. Which carries a huge amount of signal, signal and signaling potential. So really... Uh, Feel the skin, and uh, first major signaling area runs from the the outside of the eyes down the cheeks. So from the outer edges of the eye socket down the cheeks. Where the one of the primary signals in the face occurs. Relaxing that and then relaxing around the eye socket. So the movement is almost of washing the face, but from the center to the extremities. So you're washing laterally from the from the forehead or the center of the face to the edges. Washing may not be quite the word, but that that spanning, and you relax the extremities, the outer corners of the eyes, the cheeks. And that experience, that process can then move towards the sinuses. Um, softening, widening the face. And sinuses, um, chambers, the eyes sit surrounded by these chambers. So if the face is relaxed, the eyes feel they're floating because the chambers around the eyes are unconstricted, sinus chambers. Unconstricted, the eyes floating, the eyeballs floating. 
And breathing can actually bathe the eyes through that nasal chamber. One of the remarks the Buddha made about mindfulness of breathing is that my eyes feel unstrained. When I do mindfulness of breathing, my eyes are relaxed, no experience no strain. And mm, wonder what that means, but this is one way of looking at it. And to recognise they are part of the whole system. And if they're tight, the forehead tightens. So relaxing around the eyes helps the forehead to also release. And the temples. So breathing internally From that uh, back of the throat, back of the mouth, top of the throat, um, and acknowledging that place and extending from within the head, extending from within the head out through the temples, the forehead, the eyes. allows the scalp to relax and uh, you may sense the crown energy rising to the crown Mm. like an openness above the head so no pressure head opens to the sky Then the fall axis can be breathed through. It's not as conscious as I'm making it sound, but essentially the line from, you know, almost above the crown, through the crown, extends openness all the way down to the perineum, the lower diaphragm. So you've got an open channel connecting earth and sky. Mm. Internally, and externally externally we clear the signals in the body's field
if the field opens, the um, respiration becomes minimal. As if the energy fields in the body are operating, transferring energy, which is what breathing is supposed to be doing. If we connect to the energy fields around and within the body, connections, the muscles don't have to do very much. So the energy fields are doing it for you. It can be a real stilling, such a constant reflex that we don't even notice it till it stops, it switches off. You're no longer holding yourself together. Detecting the flow from the periphery to the center, which center becomes more clearly discerned. Long axis. Extending out and back. It's a subtle breath, energy breath. So it's a synopsis and any of those points you can linger on and it doesn't happen necessarily as quickly as I expressed it. But there's a sequence there and you're really working from the base on up. Get the base right, your posture's going to be available and breathing will begin to do its, its work if we really sense how it operates, chest is receptive, upper diaphragm pretty relaxed, lower diaphragm engaged, opening the sockets, throat, releasing the face, centering in the head and so on, so progressively. And then we coming out of the sitting meditation
So it's, we don't rush out of it, but feeling, okay, center, periphery, allowing the body to form more distinctly. I could call it putting your skin back on. Yeah, when you contemplate the center and then the periphery, skin boundary. Mm. Nice and smooth, comfortable skin boundary. Opening the sense doors through the ears, what's around us is resonant, receptive, then the eyes allowing light in without rushing out. sending forth goodwill.